Thank you, Jesus. Hey, guys, this episode is a cleansing flow, says the Lord. And I believe there's an apostolic grace, not that I'm an apostolic gift, but there's a grace, an apostolic grace. You know, I remember being a new Christian and coming into a church and being water baptized and being discipled. And the demons that left my life. I remember driving to new Christian classes and it took all of my energy not to drive my car into a tree. I didn't want to do that, but my my hands were, were like wanting to crash the car. And I went through, you know, probably, oh, at least four years of of training. I did the new Christian discipleship training in my church and I was water baptized and then I became a facilitator immediately after that for my church and for seven years, six years, I I ran that and became the leader of that area. I also did cleansing streams, which was a deliverance ministry and um, I believe that's the anointing. When the apostolic fathering anointing and all of the fivefold is to designed to bring you into maturity you know god he wants you to come into maturity and when you're little when you're young you need fathers and mothers and uncles and aunties but then when you're mature you don't need them anymore right you have an anointing from the father and you don't need anyone to teach you the Bible says, but God has, has given us these grace gifts. And right now, Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you are the master of cleansing, God. You know our, our soul. You know our mind, our will, and our emotions. And I was reading today in Psalm 81, I believe it was, or was that yesterday in Psalm 68? I believe it was yesterday in Psalm 68. And it says, thank you, Jesus. Oh, I love Psalm 68 so much. Oh, my God. Thank you, Lord. Cleansing flow cleansing flow. Let me just look it up, guys. It's worth it. Hang in there. Hang in there. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. It was the day before, Psalm 17. I recommend keeping a journal because if you have a relationship with God, you know, He is a spirit and He is, listen to this, this is crazy good. He is going to speak to you in revelation truth. That's what it says in Psalm 81, which I read today, at the very end in the last verse, it says, I will feed you with my spiritual bread. You will feast and be satisfied with me, feeding on my revelation truth like honey dripping from the cliffs of the high place. Now, the reward (laughs) for relationship with God, among other things, is revelation truth. That's why Jesus says, more 
will be given. To he who has, more will be given. But to he who does not have, even what little he has will be taken away. Jesus said the seed of the kingdom is the one that's sown into the hearts of men. And it's the man who understands the word will bear much fruit. It's actually, if you take what God gives you, which is going to be a spiritual thing, You know, it's very unlikely an angel is going to turn up and give you a nugget of gold or something natural. God is a spirit, according to Hebrews, the father of spirits, and he, he will give you something spiritual. And then it's up to you, what do you do with that? And that's why I journal, because your natural mind is not going to be able to remember what your spirit already knows. Your natural mind is not going to be able to remember what your spirit already knows. So if you have an encounter with God and you don't write it down, you know, that feeling is going to be a, a physical feeling as well. It's going to be spiritual. You know, as David says, my soul longs for you, God. So you, you, can, you can connect with God physically. Yes, you know we can we can connect with God emotionally and we can connect with God spiritually but i'd say spiritually is is first and foremost because he is a spirit and he is seeking those who would worship him in spirit and truth and i'm telling you there's an opportunity today to worship God in a way where if you listen to the sound of my voice i'm resonating God now not because of anything I've done, but it's because my soul and my body are in rhythm with the Spirit of God. You know, yes, I've taken thoughts captive, I've prayed in tongues, I've, you know, read the Word today, but I've also been, <laughs> I've just finished like a 35-hour weekend, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and six days of work with a lot of, a lot of stuff going on and I'm in the spirit I'm telling you God is wanting you to fly you know in this life you can fly in this life but what it is is it's when your soul is able to be taken over by your spirit man it's when you're able to actually see in the spirit hear in the spirit You begin to say what the Father's saying and do what He's doing. Your dreams at night begin to make sense to you because your soul isn't disturbed anymore. God will not deliver you from problems, but He'll deliver you through problems. So what I'm saying is you no longer need to avoid problems. You no longer need to brace yourself for the next you know, hideous attack (laughs) because it doesn't matter what happens to you. Because you are going to overcome all. And this is where it comes back to submission and understanding the kingdom. What I'm saying is your body can become in the rhythm of the Holy Spirit. Your soul can become in the rhythm of the Holy Spirit. because your, And your spirit can become in the rhythm of the Holy Spirit. A lot of it is to do with, with understanding. You know, a huge part of it is to do with understanding and believing and receiving the word. For example, if you know that God turns everything together for good, then you don't need to control everything anymore. 
You know, if you know that you can't trust a man because Jesus said, I know what is in a man and I don't commit myself to a man. And the Bible says over and over that to trust in man is a snare. And what can man do to me? Then you don't get surprised when you can't trust people, when they betray you, because it doesn't matter. Because you've already built into the equation that people can't be trusted. So you don't give yourself over to them and then you don't find yourself in situations where you're compromised. You know, if you never speed, you're never going to see the red lights chasing you. If you never, do you know what I'm saying? Like the the result of the gospel of the kingdom is that you would not sin and that you would follow and obey the master. Remember, Jesus said to Chorizon, he said, woe to you, Chorizon. Because if the miracles that I'd done in Chorizon were done in Sodom and Gomorrah, the Sodom and Gomorrah would be around today. You know, the the depravity of Sodom and Gomorrah, where they wanted to sleep with the angels, they are going to be better off, according to Jesus, and on Judgment Day, than, than Chorazin, which was a town that, where he did mighty miracles. So what I'm saying is, like, just because you're having experiences of God with the encounters with God and, and the power of God and angels are turning up and people are being raised from the dead, it doesn't mean it's a good thing. Yes, it's a good thing because God brings life. It's the devil that comes to steal, kill and destroy. But for Chorazin, the purpose of the miracles is that people would repent. Because Jesus said to Chorazin, if if the miracles that were done in your town were done in Sodom, they would have repented long ago. So Jesus is saying that the purpose of the supernatural in your life is to change your heart. It's not to, you know, start a ministry or a podcast or or build a big church because if your if your response isn't to change, then then there's no purpose, there's no point. So that's why Jesus is going to say on that last day, you know, when people say I I cast out demons in your name and he'll say but I never knew you. So what you see there is relationship is above authority. Relationship is more important than authority. Or in other words, love is greater than faith. Love is greater than faith. According to 1 Corinthians, the greatest of these is love. And faith works through love. As the Bible says, as Kevin Zadai said recently in a video that I watched 24 times. So, (laughs) which is great. So, Father, cleansing flow. You know, he wants you to get into the rhythm of the Spirit. He's saying that, that his word is absolutely true, that he actually wants you to be poor in spirit. He actually wants you to become like a little child, like literally. Like, he actually wants to to give good gifts to his children. He actually wants you to believe that when you ask that you receive it in his name. And what happens is as you begin to believe him in the spirit, as you begin to transform your mind and your will and your emotions, 
because you're reading His Word and you're being washed by the water of the Word, then suddenly your body, your soul, and your spirit will come into alignment. You know, some of you want deliverance from from demons, from drugs. Some of you just want deliverance from yourself. But I'm telling you where it is. It's here in Psalm 17. It says, For in a visitation of the night, you inspected my heart and refined my soul in fire until nothing vile was found in me. So Jesus is the one. Jesus, you're the one who baptizes with fire. And we remember, Lord Jesus Christ, that that John the Baptist was fully submerging people in water. It was a complete submersion. The word there, baptized, is baptismo, which means to, to, it's the same word that they use to dye a garment. Where you take a white garment and you put it in an ink and you submerge it until the white garment has turned red. And so, Father God, we thank you for Jesus Christ and his winnowing fork. We thank you for the sword of the Spirit that comes out of his mouth. That's the two-sided sword. And we invite you, Holy Spirit, to cut us today, to divide between bone and marrow, soul and spirit, Lord. Would you baptize us, Lord Jesus Christ, into your word? Would you baptize us into your name? Would you baptize us (laughs) into your church, Lord God? Would you baptize us with fire? And John the Baptist said that he comes Here comes the one whose shoes I'm not worthy to untie. And he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. So Jesus, we invite that fire today. That you would submerge us into the fire. Oh Lord. Oh Lord. Lord, we give you permission to correct us. Lord, to correct us to get us back on track with your timing for our life, with your books for our lives. As I said, guys, many times before, and I'll probably write a book or publish it again, uh, I took down my course because no one was doing it, but I did a video on um, deliverance ministry being a relationship. You know, the Holy Spirit would love to lead you into all truth that sets you free. You know, it's not about a course or hands being laid on you. It's about a life where you no longer live, but Christ lives in you. And the life that you live in the flesh, you live by faith in the Son of God. And the Son of God takes you hand hand in hand. And He walks you, not just into freedom, but He walks you every day. It's your steps are ordered by the Lord. You trust not in the own understanding, but but you trust in the Lord with all your heart and, and He will guide your steps. So deliverance is actually God walking you out of problems and walking you around problems and walking you through problems. So it's not like, God, I have a list, you know, that you have a, like I said before, there's a difference between faith and authority. It's not like you have your own life. And you go to God like a a cash register and you say, God, I have a list. Can I please have deliverance from cigarettes, deliverance from nicotine? Can I please have deliverance from my phone bill? No, your your life is, is wrapped up in Christ. And He knows what you need. He might want to deal with your attitude before He deals with your phone bill. He might want to deal with your unforgiveness 
towards yourself, towards God, towards others. And listen, this is the truth and the secret is he will lead you. He will use the problems, the opportunities in your life in order to to bring correction to you. Not punishment, but God disciplines those that he loves. And so that you know that opportunity that where you don't want to go to work you don't want to go to school you it's too hard to get out of bed you've been fighting this problem this person this demon whatever it is god is going to use that to he is using that to to talk to you about who he is and what he has for you because it's only when you get to the end of yourself when you can't do it when you say god and this is my prayer every day god i don't i know nothing but christ crucified and i don't even know what to pray or how to pray but i'm going to pray in the spirit and then i i begin my day like that and i'm like god i can't do this this is impossible this is too difficult god but with you all things are possible and you'll find that he will lead you in victory to overcome that area Thank you for angels, Lord. Thank you for angels, Lord. Right now, Lord, rest for their souls, Lord God. Peace for their souls, Lord God. Now remember, Jesus said in Matthew 11, Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden. I will give you rest for your soul. I will give you rest. But listen, he's not going to come to you. Sorry, not sorry. He said, come to me. This is where I'm trying to tell you that your freedom is going to come when you actually literally take the word for what it says. Because it is all true. It's 100% true. If you, you know, don't, don't interpret it even. Just read it. If he said, come to me, then come to him. Do it. Just doesn't matter how. Just do it. Even just stand up. Even just say, I come to you. And I, I promise you, he's going to come in like a flood. Heavenly Father, we love you. Even now as I pray, Lord, we overcome, Lord God. We, we just, we just we, we bypass our mind, Lord. We're not praying in in understanding. Lord, we're praying in the Spirit, Lord. My mind doesn't know what I'm praying, but I tell you, my spirit does, God. And and the angels can interpret it because Paul said that I pray in the language of angels. Thank you, Lord, for the whistle, Lord, of angels coming to the whistle. Thank you, Lord. Rabba, baba, ba, say. Whoa. I can feel deliverance right now. It's already happened, guys. The demonic spirits have vanished. They've been vanquished. They've been destroyed. You're going to find that it's quiet now. In your house. In your car. In your 
in your in your mind. Jesus, come in. Come in, Lord, as you baptize us with fire. Come in, Lord God, as you visit us in the night. Oh, Lord, <clears throat> thank you that your angels do your bidding, Lord. <sighs> Lord, more, Lord, more, Lord. More, Lord, more, Lord. More, Lord, you give good gifts to your children, Lord. How much more, Lord, more, Lord, do you give good gifts to those who ask you, Lord? Even though we're evil and we know how to give gifts to our children, how much more, Lord? More, Lord, more, Lord God, do you give good gifts to your children, Lord? Oh, Lord, just splash around, Lord. Splash around in the river, Lord, that flows. Oh, splash around, Lord. Bring I've got to get the sound of the Spirit. Just bring, Lord God. Bring the deliverance, Lord, that they need, these people need, Lord. Wow. He's going to soothe your soul. <laughs> He's going to make you whole. He's going to make you whole. He's going to make you whole. Wow. Some of you, I just see like a split personality gone right now that it was a demon. It wasn't even you. It was masquerading as you. Someone right now, there's a demon. It's your personality has come into correction. Praise the Lord. That other person has gone. You will never be the same. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. I'm tired. I've been working a lot. I want to go home. I'm in my car and I'm doing this because the Lord is doing this. Jesus, we love you. We love you, Lord. Wow. As we seek first the kingdom, Lord, all else is added to us as well, Lord. So I'm excited. Thank you, Lord. He's bringing righteousness. Whoa, righteousness. Oh, Lord, what's that scripture about the holy ones? The, whoa, he, whoa, he raises up many sons to glory. That's what he wants to do. Can you feel that? Oh, man, he's just so pleased that, that we're getting it. Oh, man, he's not interested in religion. And he hates politics. Hates politics. But he, I'll tell you what he wants. He loves. He loves sons. He loves sons who look like their father and who sound like their father and who are about their father's business. And I'm telling you, the Spirit of God is going to quake. He's going to quake. It's going to echo throughout eternity throughout the ages throughout the creation as the sons of god are being revealed i feel it the birth pains lord oh my god the good gifts that he has prepared for those who love him ha 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 we know what they are by the way if you read the verse it says well, we have the mind of the spirit <laughs> oh my god i know I know. I, do you want to know what it is? I know. I know. 
I know that I look like God. I know that I'm going to be just like my father. Actually, it's at the end of this Psalm 17. As for me, because I'm innocent. See, it's relationship. Why am I innocent? Nothing that I did. I did everything wrong, but God made me holy because he purchased me. (laughs) He took me home. He took me home. He made my home him, and he made his home me. Father, I just want to love you and thank you and wrap this up. God, would you mark these people of yours with your Holy Spirit, with your mark, Father God, according to Revelation? <laughs> thank you, Lord Jesus. I think it's in Revelation, oh, I don't know, um, 16, 17, somewhere like that, um, where it says, that God, that the angel is gonna mark the uh, foreheads of the saints who believe, not the other mark, not the mark of this evil, 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 evil world, but the mark of of God, so that we are not touched by the uh, various plagues and and whatnot. Let me just quickly find it. Revelation thirteen seventeen. <clears throat> Revelation thirteen seventeen. Um oh no. That's the wrong one. <laughs> Sorry. Um uh, which mark is it? Jesus, Jesus. No, 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 no. Thank you, Lord. Just hang in there, guys. It's important. I can't find it. It's crazy. Um, there's an angel in Revelation, and it marks the foreheads of the of the holy ones of the saints. Oh Jesus, where is it? Mm. Here it is. Oh, thank God. Revelation seven three. Seven, the number of biblical perfection. Three, the Trinity, uh, the number for God. Do not harm the earth or the sea or the trees until... Oh, man. Oh, man. Are we do? Is this happening? I believe... Oh, I think this is going on. I think this is going on at the moment. Do not harm the earth or the sea or the trees, Russia, until we have sealed the servants of our God on their foreheads. Woo! Come on! Hallelujah, Jesus. So, so God, he, he's, he's marked you as his sons. 
with with a holy seal, not with the mark of the beast technological seal, which is a mockery. See, everything in the Bible that the devil does is a copy of God, but a bad copy. And we're copying God as a good copy because we have his spirit and we're able to see what he's doing and do it. And we're able to say what he's saying and say it. So God gives us a spiritual mark on our foreheads and it's a seal of holiness. But the devil gives people a physical mark on their arm or on their forehead, which is probably a technology. So anyway, we won't go there. But thank you, Father, for today. We love you. We bless you. We thank you for what you are doing and reveal the sons of God.